Welcome to the 331st episode of Malaka Adaya to the Remnant. Now, truth be told, um, almost all of the segments that I recorded back in 2020 are gone. Um, I went through, you know, various different things, different attacks, and um, I just, I took down a lot of segments at times. I was going to discontinue the podcast altogether, but I just thank the Father that um, the last couple years I have been consistent. Um, No matter what storms or trials came up against me, I was like a tree planted by rivers of water, hallelujah, and I stayed steadfast in this journey to bring you guys our truth, to bring you guys edification, hallelujah, and to just confirm that, which many of you may already know, that we are the chosen people of the Most High Yah, that there is no sin that cannot be forgiven once we submit, confess, and repent of those sins. So I just thank the Father for using me at such a time as this. And with that being said, Welcome, shalom, shalom, salama, salam alaikum, peace, blessings, and greetings. What's poppin', family? Thank you so much for tuning in to the reading of Genesis chapter 14, taking it back to the beginning. Okay, and today I'm going to be reading um, from the Septuagint, and then I'll be reading Let me see what translation. Yeah, why not? Uh, I'll read from the Sefer translation today after we read uh, Genesis 14 in the Septuagint. And just in case if you're wondering why um, I'm doing these different translations. So I want to say maybe about a month or so ago, uh, my Moray, he brought something out to me that was written in the Septuagint but not in any other translation of the Holy Scriptures. And this kind of baffled me. And and I'm going to be honest, I had never read the Septuagint. I've never, I had never felt there was any reason to. Um, I do understand that it is a Greek translation of our Hebrite, or as the world calls it, Hebrew Scriptures. Um, And no disrespect to anybody, but I'm not really, I was not really concerned. Um, as to how they translated scriptures that were not theirs. Um, they, they stole what was ours, but it was allowed to by the will of the Most High. Why? Because we continuously sinned against the Most High Yahuwah. Uh, we, con- we constantly were in apostasy, um, in idol worship, and, and just not... We did like an Esau move. We didn't cherish what was rightfully meant to be ours by the will of the Most High. So he allowed our enemies to come in, rule over us. They took our scriptures. They translated it into their own languages. They added things that they wanted to add to it, took away things that they wanted to take away from it. Um, So now I thank the Most High for using my moray to um, just to kind of shed light that there are various different translations of the Holy Scriptures that that um, they contradict one another. You know what I mean? So, um, well, I say that I believe that what's written in the Septuagint um, is more valid than the other translations that I read. No, I will not say that. What I will say is I'm very thankful to be able to make the comparison. Hallelujah. Um, So with that being said, after this song break, uh, not even a break because we haven't began the segment yet, right? But after this song selection, we're going to say the daily prayer and get right into the chapter. Wasted thinking I own anything. 
top of my head, soles of my feet, yeah, teach me, teach me, show me the way, hide my face from the wickedness of this world, I pray, take my Oh, Yahuwah, open up my lips and my mouth 
shall show forth your praise. For you desire not sacrifice, else I would give it. You delight not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of Elohim are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O Elohim, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure unto Zion. Build you the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall you be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Hallelujah. That was Show Me the Way by Malka Norwood. You guys can find her on YouTube. And excuse me if I'm sneezy through this. I'm going to really try hard not to sneeze. I think I might edit it out if I do sneeze. This is like a really bad allergy season for me. Most people get it. You know, they get their allergies in the spring. I get my allergies in the fall. And I'm also a tad bit allergic. To my little furry friend, my dog Penny Palm Tea, and I'm just sorry, I sound disgusting. <laughs> I'm trying to work through with y'all with no medication. My doctors have prescribed uh two different types of steroids and Benadryl and all this other stuff for me. And um I threw those things in the garbage. Well, the Benadryl, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I did take the Benadryl just to kind of help me sleep. At night, because when your nose is stuffy and your throat is itchy and your eyes are itchy, it is very um, hard to sleep. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's been a couple of weeks now since I've had the Benadryl and bless the most high. Yeah, I've been making it through tonight. You know what I mean? I make it through. So we're going to continue on medication free, just trying to let my body do what it naturally do, make it do what it do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um. Just bear with it. Hallelujah. So anyway, let us read the daily prayer provided in the Sefer. Hallelujah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, of the armies, creator of the heavens and the earth, the Alahayim of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, our Alahayim and the Holy One of Yasharal, my Alua, and salvation, for giving us the way of salvation through the Torah and life everlasting in the blood of Yahusha HaMashiach. Now in this modern Hebrew, which is not, I repeat, this is not the language that our ancestors spoke, but this is the language that is provided, being called Hebrew, okay, but it is not Ibarine. It's not. It's just not. I can't stress it enough. But this is what we have for now. So. Baruch Ata Yahuwah Sebaot Bara Ha Shamayim Veha Aretz Ala Haikem Shal Abraham Yitzhak Amen. And now here we go. Genesis chapter 14 read in the Brenton's Septuagint translation, or the Brenton, sorry, the Brenton's Septuagint translation. All right, family, Genesis chapter 14 in Brenton's Septuagint translation reads as follows. Excuse me ahead of time, first of all, 
um, really quickly before I start if I butcher some of these names. All right, I'm going to do my best, though, to sound them out. Okay, here we go. And it came to pass in the reign of Amraphal, king of Sinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar. Here we go. I'm starting already. Um, anyway, because y'all know this is the Greek translation of these um, these names, and I'm not really familiar with pronouncing them this way. I don't know about you, but I, I grew up on the KJV. All right, and even in the KJV, some of these names be really hard for me. Like, it ain't Daquan and Shaniqua, so not to be stopped. But all right, anyway, here we go. Um, and it came to pass in the reign of Am Amar. Fall, right? A-M-A-R-P-H-A-L. Amraphal, king of Sinar and Ariok, king of Alisar. That, oh boy, here's this one. Cordola Omer. I've always had a problem with that name, but I think I'm doing better. Cordola Gomer, king of Elam and Thargal, king of nations, made war with Bala, king of Sodom, and with Barsa, king of Gomorrah, and with Sinar, king of Adama, and with Simabor, Simabor, king of Seboim, and the king of Balak. This is Sigor. All these met with one consent at the Salt Valley. This is now the Sea of Salt. Twelve years they served Kodola Omer or Kodola Gomer. You guys hear the Gomer in there? And I used to always say Kodola Omer. I did. But we see it here is Kodola Gomer. And the 13th year, uh, um, in the 13th year they revolted. And in the 14th year came Kodola Gomer. And the kings with him and cut to pieces the giants in Aseroth, the Carnian, and strong nations with them, and the Omanians in the city save. And the car. <laughs> ah, man, I can't wait to just get to a translation that we're used to, right? The Carnians. Kohorians and the Kohorians in the mountains of Seir and the true Pentine tree of Faran, which is in the desert. And having turned back, they came to the well of judgment that is Cadus, and they cut in pieces all the princes of Amalek and the Amorites dwelling in Asan. Asatharma. See, it's one thing like when you're reading this to yourself and in your head, you know what I mean? You could just go past it and be like, okay, A something. But then when you're trying to read it to others, the pronunciation to you, well, to me anyway, is very important. And I know I'm butchering this. Like, for real, for real. You would think that I've never read Genesis chapter 14 in my lifetime, but I've never read this translation, okay? So let's go. And the king of Sodom went out, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Adama, and king of Seboam, and king of Balak. This is Sigor. And they set themselves in array against them for the war in the Salt Valley against Kodolo Gomer, king of Elam, and Thargal, king of nations, and Amaphal, king of Sinar, and Arioch, king of Alasar, the four kings against the five. Now the Salt Valley consists of slime pits, and the king of Sodom fled, and the king of Gomorrah, and they fell in there, and they that were left fled to the mountain country. And they took all the cavalry of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and departed. And they took also Lot, 
the son of Abram's brother and his barrage, I mean, I'm sorry, and his baggage and departed for he dwelt in Sodom. So they took him and his stuff, y'all. What y'all think Abraham gonna do about that? Don't forget, even though they parted, Abraham was like, you go that way and I'm gonna go this way. They still family. All right, let's see what's gonna happen. And one of them that had been rescued came and told Abram, the Hebrew, and he dwelt by the oak of Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol, and the brother of uh, Anuan, wait, Ayunan, the brother of Ayunan, who were confederates with Abram. And Abram, having heard that Lot, his nephew, had been taken captive, numbered his own home born servants, 318, and pursued after them to Dan. And he came upon them by night. And he and his servants, and he smoked them. Now, y'all already know Abraham wasn't no joke. For those of you guys that are familiar with um, the account that took place in the book of Jasher, when he went and he bust up all them idols, y'all. Now, I know some people don't read the apocryphal books, but I, on the other hand, I do. Okay, because for me, they explain a lot. All right, so anyway... Let's go back, verse 14. And Abram, having heard, <clears throat> excuse me, that Lot, his nephew, had been taken captive, numbered his own home-born servants, 318, and pursued after them to Dan. And he came upon them by night, he and his servants, and he smote them and pursued them as far as Koba, excuse me, sorry, as far as Koba which is on the left of Damascus. And he recovered all the Calvary of Sodom. And he recovered Lot, his nephew, and all his possessions, and the women and the people. Bang. Abraham went and got his nephew, y'all. And his stuff. And his people. Hallelujah. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after he returned from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer. And the kings with him to the valley of Sabai or Sadi, Sabi, yeah, S-A-B-Y, Sabi. This was the plain of the kings. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth loaves and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High Yah. Well, here it says the Most High God. And he blessed Abram, and being blessed, and he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, who made heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, who delivered thine enemies into thy power. And Abram gave him the tithe of all. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the men and take the horses to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I will stretch out my hand to the Lord, the most high God, who made the heaven and the earth, that I will not take from all thy goods from the string to the shoe latch, to the shoe latchet, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich except what this young men have eaten and this portion of the men that went with me, Eshkol, Aounan, Mamre, these shall take a portion. He like, I don't want nothing from you. So you can't be like, oh, I'm the reason why Abram is rich. Abram was a very wise man. And right now his name appears to still be Abram here. In the Septuagint in chapter 14. All right. But so let's go over to. I don't want to do it in the Sefer. I think we should do it straight. Straight old school y'all. Let's go to the KJV. We're reading Genesis chapter 14. King James Version. After this. This is one of my favorite. 
uh, Aki's musically and his name is Hezekiah and this is only a remnant uh, with Hezekiah featuring Ben Cole let's go Zion, 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 Zion. Hey yo, Ren, turn that up. Only a few us gon' make it out. Zion, Zion. Only you remnant. 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 When is my people gon' learn? If you don't come back, you gon' burn. We take the scriptures confirms. It's time for my people return. Only you remnant. Only you remnant. Only you remnant. Only you remnant, 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 only you Hallelujah. I'm telling y'all, family, and you know, it's so real to life what he's saying. Only a remnant. Let's look up the definition for remnant before we go and um and read Genesis 14 from the King James Version. I'm typing it in right now. All right, here we go. Remnant definition. 
Why is it say this? Hold on. Okay. I'm like, I was reading the sentence. It says, remnant stands for hair. Like what? Anyway, a remnant meaning quantity of something. A quantity of something. What is the meaning of the word remnant? It says a small piece or amount of something that is left from a larger original piece or amount. Hmm. Hmm. So, does that mean that all of the millions and millions and millions of Christians and so-called Hebrew Israelites are going to be saved in the end because somebody is saying, you know, all of Yasharal will be saved. Yeah, all of Yasharal that's left. And there will only be a small amount of us left compared to how many of us are alive now. Don't fight with me about it. Fight with the scriptures if you can. You know what I mean? It says two-thirds of all of Yasharal will be cut off and only a third will remain. And I personally believe that that will be the 144,000 elect. Elected, chosen remnant. That's how I see it, family. And, you know, it, it's, it's just made obvious. It's made obvious. Look how some of these so-called Hebrews treat one another, talk to one another. How so many of them don't even believe in Yahusha. Now, I don't believe that we are to worship Yahusha. No. I believe that we are to esteem him because Yahuwah placed him in a seat of glory right at his right hand. I do believe that he is our redeemer. And following after his example will make us shoo-ins to the kingdom. If we move and behave the way he did as the father's children, then we will be saved. I don't think that it was just some, his blood. And if you believe on his blood, you are going to make it in. Even Hasatan knows that Yahusha was murdered and rose three days later and sits at the right hand of the father. Even he knows that. Even he believes this to be true. But that does not mean that that blood was sufficient enough to keep someone who was against the most high Yah in a place of salvation. If you are against the father, you are against the son. There's no sacrifice for you. And I'm going to tell you, I see that sacrificial blood that was shed just a little bit different than the way they teach us in Christianity. And a lot of brews that came out of Christianity still have a Christian mindset. I believe that his blood was shed because of our sinful, unbelieving ancestors. Who wanted so much to be like the Romans. That they gave up their own. Because they did not agree with what he was saying. They did not see him as the son of the most high Yah. They did not see him as one leading us to salvation. How was he leading us to salvation? Through obedience and showing us how to walk the word out. How to live out the commandments. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want y'all, you know, somebody going to be like, oh, Malaka doesn't believe that, you know, Yahushua died for us. I believe he died because of us. But let's keep going here. Genesis chapter 14, now read in the King James Version. I hope I do better with these names, y'all. And I also want to make this clear before I start reading. In the King James Version. I think that the King James Version of the Holy Scriptures is just as tainted as is 
the Septuagint translation. Okay. I just, I need to make that clear. I don't want you guys to think that I subscribe to the KJV because I do not. But for comparison's sake, okay, let's read it. All right. And it begins in verse one. And it came to pass in the days of, <clears throat> excuse me, Arm Armrafal, king of Shinar, Ariach, king of Alasar, Kadola Omer, king of Elam, and Tadal, king of nations, that these made war with Barah, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shem Shemabreth, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bala, which is Zor. All these were joined together in the value of Sidim, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Kadola Omer, and we saw that that is Kadola Gomer. And guys, you know, I'm just, um, I'm really just learning a lot about uh, one named Gomer and the worshipers of Gomer. And so I'm not going to get into that, um, but I do encourage you guys to subscribe to We Woke Now. Dr. Kelly not only is proving himself to be a historian, but also a bit of a theologian. I'm telling you, the way he breaks down what he teaches, he teaches the who, what, where, when, and why of things, family. And I really enjoy learning with him. And I love the way uh, he breaks down uh, who Gomer is and you know, the Masonic order and just, uh, like I said, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, yeah, we woke now on YouTube, go subscribe, learn some things. And what I do love about him, I am going to say this before I continue, is he gives you all of the sources that you can go and read and study for yourselves. And he tell you all the time, don't take his word for it. Go and read these writings for yourselves. Study to show yourselves approved and always Always pray and ask the Most High Yahuwah, the Most High Yahweh, the Most High Yah. Some of y'all even say Yahweh, all right? Ask the Most High to give you the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that this information that you're getting, that you're receiving, you're able to distinguish fact from fiction, truth from lies. He encourages that all the time, and I second that, all right? Okay, so... Verse 4, 12 years they served Kedola Gomer, and in the 13th year they rebelled. And in the 14th year came Kedola Gomer and the kings that were with him and smote the Raphaims. And so remember now in the Septuagint, what did it say about those Raphaims? It called them what? I believe it called them giants. It says he smote the Raphaims in Asherod, Carnium, and the Zuzims in Ham, and the Emims, and Shevei, Karathim, and the Horites in their Mount Seir. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. Can I? Y'all know who mixed with that Horite Sea, right? Uh-huh. Jacob's brother Esau mixed with the Horites. What are Horites? Humankind. They were mankind. But that's for another time, too. I just want to read Genesis to y'all. All right. And the Horites in their Mount Seir on El Paran, which is by the wilderness, which is by the wilderness. They was nasty cave dwellers, y'all. <laughs> they were not, they were not normal, regular human beings. They were something else. Listen to the people that are being smitten here. The Raphaims, the Zumims, the Emims. These they were things. And the Horites in their Mount Seir on El Paran 
which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to Misphath, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites. I believe it was the Amalekites were the giants. Let me, let me, let me just go back really, really quickly. Hold on. Right. All of them were. Listen, it says the Amites, the Ammonites, or Anakites, and the Rephaim. They was all giants. All right. I knew I wasn't bugging out, but I had to be sure. I don't want to tell y'all nothing I'm not sure of. So I have no problem with um, digging and searching and researching right here in the middle of a segment just to make sure that I'm giving you guys um, stuff that is sound, okay, as we learn together. This is why I'm telling y'all I'm not y'all teacher. I am y'all sister who is excited about this word and excited about learning it with y'all. Hallelujah. All right, so let's keep going. And now, and let's be clear, the Horites were not giants. They was cave people. All right. Not who they were not human. They were humankind. Yuck. Uh anyway. That's how you never notice a certain type of people when you're in a certain, like an enclosed place with them and they get wet. They don't smell like humans, right? They smell like animals. Some of them smell like dog. Some type of beast. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, alright. Verse 6. And the Horites in their Mount Seir unto El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to En Mishfat, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hazion, Hazazon, Tamar. And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adama and the king of Zeboam and the king of Bala. The same is Zor. And they joined battle with them in the vale of Sidim, with Kadola Omer, the king of Elam, and with Tadal, king of nations, and Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariok, king of Alisar, four kings with five. And the veil of Sidim was full of slime pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there and they remained and they that remained fled by the mountain and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and their victuals and with their way and went their way and they took Lot Abram's brother's son who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed and there came one that escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite brother of Eshkol, of Eshkol, the brother of Anar, of Anar. And these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, now remember it said his brother's son, but back then they had no word for nephew and uncle, so they was they, it was just your brother, right? One of your kin. Um, and when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, three hundred and eighteen, and pursued them to Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot, a.k.a. his nephew, and his goods and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kadola Omer or Kadola Gomer, right? 
um, and of the kings that were with him at that valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread herein to the shoe latchet. Yeah, this is very similar to um, the Greek Septuagint translation. The Greek, you know, it was translated over into English, but this sounds very similar. So this is why, guys, I'm going to read it a third time and I'm going to read it in the TS 2009. And let's see if there's any differences there. I hope you can stick around. All right. So verse 23. No, let's go back to verse 22. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I lift up mine eye, mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is thine lest thou shouldest say I have made Abram rich save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the men which went with me Anner, Eshkol, and Mamre let them take their portion all right let's go now for comparison's sake like I said, I hope you guys could stick around. Let's read it in the TS 2009, which is a translation that I really do enjoy reading because um, they did their best to translate um, authentically the language that this was um, naturally written in, which was Ibrahim, but they'll say Hebrew. So they did not translate it from our ancient Hebrew or Ibri scripts, right? They translated it from this modern day uh, Hebrew, but I still feel like they did a good job and it's closer than Greek, Latin, or modern day English. So I like it. All right, here we go, family. Genesis or Bereshit chapter 14. Read in the TS 2009. Hallelujah. I keep telling y'all, I really do hope that um, that you guys will download this translation. Because it's really good. When you take that and, and maybe you compare it uh, to the Cipher translation. You know what I mean? See what's going on in the blue letter. You know, it, it's really good to take multiple translations. Uh, to get a fuller picture of the truth, family. Very, very important. You know what I mean? I would say even take the Greek, take the Latin, um, and take, you know, the ones that are known to be translated straight from Hebrew. Get you a few translations and study. Study to show yourselves approved. But that's what y'all doing right here with me, right? All right. Come on, we studying. Okay. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, Sovereign of Shinar, Arioch, sovereign of Elisar, Kadola Omer, sovereign of Elam, and Sidal, sovereign of Goim. See that right there? That's that's a little different right there, right? Let's see Goim, because I don't remember saying that when we read it from the KJV. Let's see what they what they call his name to be. And not his name, the name of this place, I mean. Right, there they said the king of nations. Listen to how it sounds again in the KJV. It says, Arioch, the king of Alasar, 
Kadola Omer, king of Elam, and Sidal, king of nations. So the king of nations, um, according to the TS 2009, is Goyim. All right? See, y'all see why I like it so much? But it's also very important to read the translations, the different translations, because somebody would have said the king of nations, you know, reading it. And had I not read in the TS 2009, I wouldn't have known that the king of nations is also translated to be Goyim. And I don't know, there's something else familiar about Goyim. Why am I thinking that that's another word for like Gentile? Let me hope. Let's get a song for my auntie going on real quick. And I'll be right back. Let me search something out. Now, I hope y'all don't get tired of me playing this song. But I'm t I am I doubt it. I don't think that anybody can ever get tired of this song. Here is Spontaneous Worship by Joy Lester, the oil of joy music. Presence, there is fullness of joy. 
is what I receive in your presence, fullness of joy, healing, deliverance, breakthroughs is what I receive in your presence, almost high, Yahuwah, I worship you in the beauty of your holiness, almost high, you song does it to me every time hallelujah all right family so just like i suspected because i know like you know when you hear a word or you say a word and you're like i know i heard this word before listen uh in the urban dictionary it says goyim goyim also known as goy is a derogatory term used to refer to non-jewish people the word is similar to Gentile, but is much more derogatory and is meant to be used in contempt. All right. All right. So now let us go back to the scripture. And I'm going to be honest. I find it just a little, a little, um, hmm. I don't know what word to use for it, but I'm a little surprised that the, uh, the authors at the Bible Institute, when they translated um, the King of Nations, they used the word goyim, which is um, a derogatory Yiddish term. Hmm. Anyway, let's start over. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't throw you guys off. Genesis chapter 14, starting at verse 1 in the TS 2009. And it came to be in the days of Amraphel, sovereign of Shinar, Arioch, sovereign of Alasar, Kadola Omer, sovereign of Elam, and Tidal, sovereign of Goyim, verse 2, that they fought against Bera, sovereign of Sodom, Bersha, Sodom of Amora. And so the difference here in the TS 2009, it doesn't say Gamora. It says Amora, right? But then when they say the, the Kodolar name, they don't say Kodolar Gomer. They say Kodolar Omer. Here a G, there a G, everywhere a G, G. All right, my bad. <laughs> anyway, Bersha, sovereign of Amora. Shinab, sovereign of Adma. Shemabur. Sovereign of Seboim and the sovereign of Bala, that is Sor. And here in the TS 2009, they spell it with a T, T S O A R. And in the, the other two translations, they spelled it with a Z, Z O A R. All right. All these joined together in the valley of Sedim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Kadola Omer. And in the 13th year, they rebelled. And in the 14th year, Kadola Gomer and the sovereigns that were with him came and struck the Rephaim, the Asherah, the Karnaim, and the Zuzim in Ham. Where's Ham, y'all? Where's what? All right, all right, all right, all right. And the Emites and the Shavay or the Shaway. Because, you know, it's a W here, but to me, the W look like two Vs, right? And in the other two translations that we read, it was it was Chevet, okay? I wanted to point that out, too. Um, anyway, and the Emites in Shaway, K, 
I hate saying this. Kiryathayim. The Kiryathayim. Mm-hmm. And the Horites in their mountain of Seir as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they turned back and came to En Mishvat. With, um, I'm sorry, En Mishvat, that is Kadesh, and struck all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hasistan, Samar, and the sovereign of Saddam, and the sovereign of Amora, and the sovereign of Adma, and the sovereign of Seboam, and the sovereign of Bala, that is Zor, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sedem against Kadola Omer, sovereign of Edom, and Sadal, sovereign of Goyim, and Amphrapel, sovereign of Shinar, and Ariok, sovereign of Elisar, four sovereigns against five. And the valley of Sedem had many tar pits. See, the other uh, translation called them slime pits. And this one says tar pits. And the sovereigns of Saddam and Amorah fled and fell there. And the remainder fled to the mountains. And they took all the goods of Saddam and Amorah and all their food and went away. And they took Lot, Abram's brother, who dwelt in Saddam and his goods and left. And one who had escaped came and informed Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshkel and brother of Aner. And they had a covenant with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, again, his nephew, right? He armed his 318 trained servants. Now you see the difference here. It says 318 trained servants, but the other two translations said these were servants that was born, even born into his house. All right. So I just wanted to, um, to bring out, to highlight that. Uh, okay. So it says he armed his 318 trained servants. Okay. Yeah. Who were born in his house. My bad. Y'all do say it here. And when, in pursuit as far as Dan. And he and his servants divided against them by night and struck them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is on the left of Damascus. So he, and that's something that wasn't pointed out that way either. Let's read verse 15 in the KJV and see how that reads. Okay, I'm going in now. I hope I'm not boring y'all to death, you know, um, because it's very important to to like really comb through these scriptures, family. It's very it's so easy to just listen to somebody teach you these things, and then you just know what you know because somebody taught you or told you. Versus you going in here with a fine tooth comb and reading it for yourself. Okay, so in the KJV verse 15 is read as follows. And he divided himself against them and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. So yes, it does say the same thing. Let's continue on in the TS 2009. We are now in verse 16 and it reads as follows. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the woman and the women and the people. And after his return from the striking of Kadola Gomer and the sovereigns who were with him, the sovereign of Sodom came out to meet him at the valley of Shavay or Shaway, that is the Sovereign's Valley, and Malik Sedek, and that's Melchizedek, right? Sovereign of Shalem, or Shalem, it says Shalem here, brought out bread and wine. Now he was the high priest of the Most High, and it says El here in this TS 2009, but we know that our Ab Yahweh is not to be called El, that El came from 
Uh, it was the influence of the people at that time. I believe we adopted calling him L because the, uh, the surrounding nations called their high deity L. So, you know, we was always getting something from other people, y'all. Okay. Anyway, the most high, it says here L, but I'm going to correct it and say the most high Yahweh. Verse 19. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of the most high Yahweh, possessor of the heavens and the earth. And blessed be the most high Yahweh who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tenth of all. And the sovereign of Saddam said to Abram, give me the people and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the sovereign of Saddam, I have lifted up my hand to Yahweh, the most high Yah, or the most high Allah Hayim, the possessor of the heavens and the earth, not to take a thread or a sandal strap or whatever is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, Anner, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. All right, guys. So we've just read three different translations of the book of Genesis chapter 14. I thank you if you stuck around till the end, even if you paused it, went about your business and came back. But if you actually completed this, I say kudos to you, bravo. You know what I say, family, for real. I feel like, you know how they say a family that prays together stays together? I just made up one, and it makes so much sense. A family that learns together earns together. And what are we earning? We're earning knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We're studying to show ourselves approved, a workmanship of the Most High Yahuwah, who does not need to be ashamed because we can properly divide this word of truth. All right, y'all, until next time, shalom, shalom, shalama, salam alaikum. I love you. I'm out.